Welcome to the Monday Night Scores, a wrestling podcast that normally covers the epic 1990s battle for rating supremacy between WWF Raw and WCW Monday Nitro, aka the Monday Night Wars. We usually relive the wars week by week to decide which show we think should have won the fight for viewing figures, before then revealing which show actually did take the gold in the Nielsen ratings, using our world-famous golden envelope. But this time, as you'll already know, as you've downloaded the podcast and we were not cryptic with the episode name or description, we're here for a special edition live review of WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which took place at London's O2 Arena, the Millennium Dome for those of us of a certain age, on the 1st of July 2023. Well, I say we're here, it's only actually two of us. Uh, as Los Liam, the third member of our stable, wasn't able to make it over from Spain in time. But fear not, folks, he'll be Del Vuelta con una explosión, back with a bang, for our next episode. And it is no ordinary episode. It's our Monday Night Scores review of WrestleMania 12, where there'll be HBK Bret Hart Iron Man matches for the ages. Rowdy Roddy Piper and Goldust Golden Car Crash Rampages and trampoline-trained Big Van Vader six-man tag Violent Rages. But will it all live up to the hype? You'll have to tune in next time to find out. But that's all for next time. What about 2023's Money in the Bank PPV? We thought we'd do a little review of the event and the live experience. And let me say right here and now, it did not disappoint one iota. Well, before we get into it, we'd best start by introducing ourselves. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Steve, and I am, as always, joined by a man. So pedantic that he once unsuccessfully petitioned 17 television networks to allow him to be added on the red button to all their programming so he could point and say fewer when someone's incorrectly said less... His petition, by the way, is currently on two votes online. Thanks again to Jim's mam for all the support. It's the one and only Nick Picker, Jim. <laughs> all right, Jim. Hello. Yeah, very good, thanks. How are you? Very good indeed. Very good indeed. Still still full of adrenaline after Money in the Bank. How about you? Yeah, um, been flagging a bit after the late night, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a very, very good, very entertaining few hours at, at the... Formerly known as the Millennium Dome, as you quite rightly pointed out. Only disappointment, probably, I would say, the merch table and <laughs> or the, merch, the merch stand, as it were, and, uh, and the popcorn that I couldn't get hold of, but oh, that aside, that aside. I forgot about the popcorn lacking, but yeah, I was already right. Almost as much of a bigger disappointment as the, the lacklustre merch stand. You were there. Pitiful. Dollars in hand, ready to splash. Nothing Pitiful. worth doing it for. <laughs> Well, without any further ado, let's get cracking. We are, as Eric Bischoff would say, live as live can be from London's O2 Arena, where the sellout crowd is at fever pitch. The moment WWE announcer Mike Rome introduces Michael Cole, who, by the way, has the most hilariously appropriate nondescript theme music I've ever heard. Didn't realise that. <laughs> Perfect for him. But huge pop, followed immediately by UK native Wade Barrett to their commentary positions. Rome then announces we're going live in 90 seconds. The crowd at this point is acting like it's Christmas morning. He then says our first contest is about to kick off. And to roars of approval, uh, we could scarcely believe 
from the absolutely electric crowd, he says it'll be the men's money in the bank match. Unbelievable. So, competing in this contest, we've got Butch of the Brawling Brutes, Shinsuke Nakamura, who gets a humongous pop on his way to the ring as the crowd then immediately start belting out his theme tune, the LWO's Santos Escobar, almost silent, Damien Priest from the Judgment Day, who, again, barely gets any pop at all on entry, uh, and <laughs> which only saw when I saw a replay of it this morning, uh, catches his uh, shoulder pads on entrance to the ring, <laughs> catches it on the rope. I was like, mate. <laughs> uh, Ricochet, we've also got two. The white-hot LA Knight, who has the crowd on their feet upon his arrival. I don't think they stopped. I don't think they sat back down again. At any point, any time he did anything, chance swirling around the arena, huge pops every time. Even before he started, wasn't it? It was in the uh, oh, was in the in the, the infamous, as already alluded to, merch hunt, unsuccessful merch <laughs> hunt. It was it was it was constant even before it started. Wasn't You're it? right, huge chance and tons of t-shirts and stuff. I mean, this bloke is is just just easily the most over, wasn't he? Oh, Everyone. by a by a distance, you saw right. Yeah, except John Cena, but that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They already know. And completing the match lineup, the uber-heel Logan Paul, who had huge heat with the crowd. Boos, resounding boos all round. Everyone hated him. Humongous heat was actually quite impressive to see, you've got to say. Anyway, the match itself, the winner, the shock winner, to an almost, I think it's fair to say, I don't know if you agree, stunned silence from the yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Damien Priest. <laughs> no one saw that coming. No. Like, and it was like crickets. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it was completely, however many, 18,000 yeah. people, whatever it was, uh, just disheartened, wasn't it? it they, was they really were, hand on head. I mean, I think most people thought it would be either LA Knight or, or Logan Paul, um, and neither. And <sighs> Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was quite a surprise to see, really. Um, it was a good match, though, wasn't it? It was an enjoyable match. Incredible. It really was. I thought... Um, it started off with everyone attacking Paul, everyone ganging up on Logan Paul, which is hilarious. Like he leaned into yeah. the, leaned into the kind of uber heel role brilliantly. I've got to say, yeah, he was superb. I was, I wasn't expecting to be anyway. I've, I've seen a couple of, you know, he's only had a couple of matches anyway, hasn't he, or in total. But uh, yeah, I was not expecting to be anywhere near as good as he was. No, completely with you, and both in terms of like athleticism, you know, like just you know leaping up to the onto the ring apron in one bound and that kind of stuff, mm. and then his you know huge frog splash onto the onto the ladder, and then. There was that bit with Ricochet, wasn't it, where they, they sort of like um, they missed the spot. It looked like it was botched or whether they were supposed to bounce off the rope or something with the toppling ladder. They but, do the Spanish fly off the ropes. With the yes. Table. And, and he, and he, but they recovered so well to do and he went through pretty badly. I saw actually I saw on Twitter the day after he'd posted and WWE had retweeted the damage on his back. I mean, it was... Yeah, he it. He looked, looked he went through head first, didn't he? He went through he the did, table head first. Because it was the two of them set up and you thought, fucking hell. But it looked incredible and yeah, you're dead right. He was... You just got to doff your cap. Great heel. Clearly loves the business and stuff, you know, whatever you, you think of the bloke, he's, you know, he's clearly, you know, leaning into, he's not doing it to, to get more popular, he's doing it. He's not messing about. He's not messing about, and it was, I oh, thought he was great, you're dead right. And uh, and last point, I know, I think Ricochet's suicide dive through the set-up ladder <laughs> out over the top yeah, was absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. jaw-dropping, like, the, to just to hit that spot in between the kind of, you know... The, the the sort of stanchions that, that yeah. lock the ladder in place and yeah. continue over the top. I mean, nine times out of ten, you give, you give me a month of Sundays and that'd be... Phenomenal accuracy. Yeah. Oh, incredible. He was great. Absolutely great. 
Next up, we've got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, who were defending their women's tag team titles against Liv Morgan, who was wearing, as you pointed out at the time, Jim, Ginger Spice Union jacket ring attire in a shameless attempt to pander to the crowd, and it worked. And Raquel Rodriguez, who looked fucking brilliant, Raquel Rodriguez, by the way. Absolutely fucking, you know, super athletic, super strong. She looks fucking cracking. Tough spot on the card as well, following... Men's money in the bank, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could kind of tell, couldn't you? The crowd was uh, a bit taken out, wasn't it? A bit, yes. bit um, flat. Gonna gonna go and get another pint and uh, and and gone to Lou, or as you say, just exhausted from the the many many spots in the spot fest that was men's money in the bank. Um, but nonetheless, the ladies here put on a cracking show. Actually, I think I think my expectations of this were, especially for that match, were were, were shown to be incorrectly low. Um. And after Baszler seemingly takes umbrage with a blind tag from her partner, uh, sparring partner, best mate, Ronda Rousey, she then turns on her and attacks Rousey, which the crowd, huge pop, couldn't believe it. Um, and this then gives the faces the opportunity to take the gold, which they grasped with both arms, uh, and they got the pin um, after an oblivion from Morgan uh, lands and to the delight of the crowd and holy shit chants. Uh, everyone's up in the air and, and absolutely couldn't believe it, so... Yeah, thoughts on this one, Jim? Uh, it was, yeah, I was, I don't know, feeling a bit, it was, it was hard for me to, I wasn't really invested in like the build-up or anything, yeah. as much as there was, and then, yeah, I don't know, like, it was a bit more difficult to get into, I felt. But, agreed, uh, agreed. Bit of a, a bit of drama at the end, obviously, doesn't uh, doesn't go amiss, but yeah. Absolutely not, no, spot on. And uh, yeah, there was one that was sort of like a diving powerbomb from Rodriguez, which I confess live, as this is from re-watching the... Uh, the replay a bit this uh, this morning, but confess live, it looked pretty good. But watching the replay, it looked even better, actually. And I think maybe it's just the, the angle we saw it at, but super athletic, super strong, great. Um, although, again, nitpicking comment from yourself at the time live, which was spot on. What about the rules? Tags to the back, left, right, and centre. Referee oh, letting everything go. It was <laughs> someone needs to sit them refs down, have a long, hard review of the rule book. <laughs> uh, next up we had the Intercontinental title on the line I mean we, we couldn't move for the gold being on the no. line it was unbelievable uh, worth saying at this point by the way that this was the first premium as they call it now pay-per-view in the UK for 20 years so it was you know it was pretty flipping special to go and see that first one we've we've seen is a premium pay-per-view and by heck it was nice to see all the all the titles on the line and everything you know Stakes were high. Stakes were high. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, in this one, Intercontinental, and we have reigning champ Gunter, uh, who's defending uh, his title against the original bro. Terrible gimmick, as we both said on the night. Absolutely. <laughs> Matt Riddle. <laughs> uh, after a contest that was focused around Riddle's injured ankle, which Gunter had in injured uh, previously on Raw, um, during General Gunther uh, representing Imperium is able to see off Riddle's challenge without too much fuss in the end getting the win by submission um, he slapped <laughs> it was just hilarious he started ripping the kind of ankle strapping <laughs> off yeah. a bit and then just like started chopping and slapping his foot <laughs> which just looks, looked absurd really but, but would hurt if you had an injured ankle it still would hurt I, mean, I just got straight for the ankle locking off I think off, it might have hurt still with the bandage on <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I think you're right. It wasn't yeah, a cast. It wasn't a cast with a suit of armor. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Fair but enough. But still, the visual. Indeed. Visual's important. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. In general, it was. It was. I thought. I don't know. Live. I thought it was fine. This one. I thought maybe he's a little bit of a letdown. I don't know. Maybe I thought I was expecting a little bit more from Gunter because I think he's so good. Um. 
I mean, not that it was bad in any way. It was still a dead exciting, engaging match. But maybe it's just starting with the money in the bank here. You, you kind of yeah, everything's everything's kind of on the back foot from there, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think that's totally fair. I think that's totally fair. That's probably why. But but yeah, and certainly nothing nothing wrong with it at all. And nice playing on the playing on the injury as they went through. Good story being told, etc. Um. Anyway, so as I say, Gunther retains. But after the match, Jim, there was a shock return that sent the crowd into overdrive, and I mean it really did. The fucking roof came off the place. Drew McIntyre made his return. We haven't seen him since he lost to Gunther at WrestleMania. So, uh, d- crowd on the feet. Raymond B- <laughs> Raymond Van Barneveld chance to old Drew McIntyre fill in the arena. Uh, and then the Scott then gave Gunther a Glasgow kiss, followed by a Claymore kick to floor the champion with the 3-2-1 countdown, you know, joined in by the, f- the full crowd. Uh, and then he picked up his belt. And I think that's setting up a, a pretty tasty-looking Intercontinental uh, programme. Following I up dare say it is. I dare say it is. Yeah, cracking on this. Absolutely cracking. Really got the blood flow in this one for the end anyway. Cracking. Yeah, a bit of a bit of excitement again after what like you said, we felt a bit like a bit of a flat match. It was a bit of a Yes. Yeah, some, something that lifted at the end. Yeah. It, yeah, it did. It really did. Um absolutely right. And then next, following this shock, uh, we've got Cody Rhodes taking on the Judgment Day's Dominic Mysterio with women's world champ Rhea Ripley in his corner. Uh Dom had just superb heat as well. Full comedy booze. I think he just he Plays it brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. And not that this should really, I suppose, be a surprise, but <laughs> we've seen him do it before and do it well, but it just it always surprised me because Ray was never a particularly good heel. <laughs> you know, his dad, great at being a face, not a fantastic heel, not much there. Dominic, total opposite, brilliant, this hilarious, I've been in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been. Okay, great, absolutely great. Anyway, he had superb heat, as did Ripley. Um uh, Cody red hot when he made his entrance. The whole crowd singing his theme tune. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, uh, really entertaining contest this one. And Cody picked up the expected win via pinfall after a crossroads. Um, but I thought it was really good. Yeah, what do you make of it, Jim? Yeah, it was what it was. When it, they um, did a good job of like, dragging it out, there was a decent mm. little heat spot wasn't there where um, um, Dominic's distracted the referee and then mm. no he hasn't he's messed about with the turnbuckle and that's caused the referee to come over and then yeah then they've obviously done a, there's a bit of, bit of skullduggery's gone on and <laughs> it was a good way like you know because obviously in theory Cody Rhodes should be winning this match in like a couple of minutes it should be a squash shouldn't of it? Course, in, in yeah. order to avoid that they've, uh, <laughs> they've dragged it out in, in quite a good way I thought yeah it was it was what it was wasn't it? It, was, it, was, yeah. it was good but it was good to see Cody it was good to see that it was actually gotten all of that um yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And I've got to say as well, I thought Cody Rhodes was absolute Rolls Royce of a wrestler. Like he could just, you know, uh, there were lots of them that this, uh, they were obviously superb at the level we're talking about. But Cody Rhodes in in the flesh, in person, first time I've seen him in in action and live, and he just looked just yeah, absolutely. And he did that stunning Cody cutter um, uh, towards the end that was just looked like poetry. I mean, Dom obviously played a big part in making it look so good too, but just thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah, I was. I was saying he went out. It was um, the, the way it went because obviously it was obviously a foregone conclusion. Yeah, what was going to happen unless, but unless, like I was saying to you, unless, um, you know, Brock comes out and gives the assist to Mysterio somehow. That was, I think, the only way that could have been, you know, a bit of a different outcome. But then the, we were obviously seeing that as a surprise entrance, and then obviously what followed was obviously the even. Even more emphatic surprise, wasn't it? Sure it was, was indeed. It was indeed. Great segue. So, yeah, so after that, and the crowd singing, by the way, special mention to uh, uh, Cody Rhodes receiving the Danny Coyne song of Borough fame. Yes. Um, 
And uh, but you're right. How do you follow? How do you follow a Danny Coyne song? It's very difficult to do so, as we as we know. Um, but WWE managed it. A staggering surprise cameo promo that I mean, nearly genuinely took the roof off the O2. I mean, you when and you, I uh, looked at each other in disbelief, didn't we, when we heard the? I see when you when you were kind of, when we were kind of punting for perhaps a. You know, a bit of a cameo from Brock Lesnar. We've actually got something no or no one you could have possibly saw coming. Absolutely right. 16-time world champion John Cena's music hit. The crowd absolutely lose their shit. It was just incredible. Was mega, and you thought, mega. you just thought, or I did, you thought, ah, they're setting us up for something. There's going to be some gag. it be some shithouse heel coming out. Who's, you know, sold us all a fucking dummy. And this would be, but no, actual John Cena. Down he came, cutting a promo. Uh, he was here to tell the UK crowd that he's come to put the spotlight on the UK in a bid to convince the decision makers who got summarily <laughs> booed. Hottest heels of the night. <laughs> the decision makers. It's like, the decision makers, boo! It's like, well, okay, <laughs> what? Uh, the, the, <laughs> just, you know, well, they brought money in the bank here, haven't you? Quite happy about that, the decision makers. Anyway, <laughs> never mind, absolute fucking... Fickle as you like. Um, but he's here uh, to, to convince those decision makers that they should bring WrestleMania to Old Blighty, which obviously got deafening support from the London crowd. But just as he's in full flow, he's interrupted by chicken shit heel Grayson Waller of the Grayson Waller effect, who's waffling on, on the mic. Terrible name. He's terrible name. He's terrible. He's waffling on on the mic, and he's there with his Hawaiian shirt and like tight ripped white jeans, and he just looks like a knobhead, doesn't he? He's, he's, he's done quite well, uh, and he's waffling on the mic and he, to tell Cena that if Mania is going to go international, it should go somewhere nice like Australia. The lad's Australian. Grayson gets loads of abuse from the crowd as he's blabbing on and has extra heat as the ashes are on at the moment. You know, same old Aussie, he's always bleating. Thank you very much. Grayson, though, attacked Cena and he gets an AA for his troubles to a huge pop from the crowd. It's all we wanted. Uh, just, yeah, well, what do you make of this? Fucking hell, just insane seeing Cena live. Yeah, it was wild. Where we were sitting, you sitting, you couldn't see, like, the, the kind of the entrance where it could yes, be. just when they came come out. down a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And then it was uh, yeah, until it actually... Came up on the screen, it was him. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Yeah, absolutely. Just total disbelief. Total disbelief. Yeah, it was mega. Just Oh, it was incredible. And you've got to say he he's, you know, in terms of having a having a crowd in the palm of his hand, I mean, fucking hell, didn't he yeah, just, you know what I mean? Very good. Very it was good. phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. One of the one of the proper highlights. What a nice got all, the, got all the heat on the decision makers. <laughs> exactly right. Pressure's on them people. now. We hate people who make decisions. <laughs> Full crowd, boo! (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely great. Oh, so good. Right, next, we'll try following that. It was the women's money in the bank, and again, just like the women's tag, I'm thinking, oh, that's a tricky spot, that again. Fucking hell, they've been... I haven't made it easy for the lasses on this uh, this this card, I've got to say. So in this contest, we had Zelina Vega of the LWO, Bailey and Io Sky of Damage Control, and WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus in the flesh. Unbelievable. Uh, also, in we've got Zoe Stark, and rounding out the card, we've got Becky Lynch, who's, you know, came out super popular, super fucking hot, great fucking pop from the crowd. Got to say, a, a match that I think started off a little bit slowly, maybe a little bit shaky. If you kind of, you know, not the cleanest bit and you know spots here and there, but really did pick up and and had. I've got to say, what well, I think was one of the most innovative finishes to a to a Money in the Bank match or a ladder match. Um, 
uh, it's we've got um, damage controls. Eo Sky who bags the briefcase to you deserve it chance from the crowd. I mean, unbelievable. And basically, to explain the finish, I'm sure you've all seen it now, but after a handcuff spot that struck <laughs> Hogan and Miss Elizabeth fears into our hearts, <laughs> but he unfortunately worked perfectly, uh, Sky handcuffs Lynch uh, and Stablemate Bailey to one another through the middle of a set-up ladder in the middle of the ring as they're sort of both halfway up, both climbing. So they're both kind of locked to one another in the, into the middle of the set-up set up ladder. And this then means they can't go anywhere, they can't go up, they can't go down, they can't move. And with everyone else knocked out, um, she's able to then to scale up to the top and impede it and grab the contract. Well, that was cracking. Um, yeah, what did you make of it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, like you said, an innovative finish, although we did comment on the media how stupid it was that well while she was sitting up there celebrating for ten minutes afterwards, them two had to just stay there handcuffed like looking around. It was fully a pair of idiots. It was ages, wasn't it? Yeah, and they were obviously in the shot as well, given exactly. that Exactly. <laughs> Start sitting there and look despondent. Yeah. yeah. Was, that was tough. Was a tough like, there wasn't even any kind of like fish shaking up like, you <laughs> no, know what I mean? Any no. YI orders or anything no. like that. It was um, it just stopped doing Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a drawback. But it was, um, I went into it thinking, like, because obviously having seen the, already seen exactly the same match, but with, yeah, it's tough. with the blokes and like a lot of the, the women wrestlers I haven't really followed or anything in, yeah. in this particular match. Obviously, there's lots of, there's a few that I do know, but there's some yeah. kind of peripheral ones I haven't really followed. So I wasn't expecting too much, but it turned out to be really good, didn't it? it I did. thought the, the spots were a lot, it was a lot more like, um, it was Zoe Stark when it was throwing oh, herself all over the place. It absolutely was, was... unbelievable. And there was that, because she, she took that kind of like um, sunset flip, um, I think from Vega, yeah. from, they had like one of the, one, a ladder set up that they were on halfway up and then another kind of, uh, uh, you know, horizontal, perpendicular to the mat, but on leaning on the kind of one of the, the ladder they were on and the second rope and they sunset flip onto it. And I mean, it looked, I mean, it, that was, it got the biggest like, reaction from the crowd all night in terms of a oh my god and a you know holy shit chance followed and quite fucking right i mean it was it was like hardy-esque wasn't it i mean it was just it was mega yeah it was insane massive. absolutely insane you saw right yeah she was she, she did a couple of them she did one did she did that and then i think there was someone else i can't i can't remember specifically what but i, I remember her getting oh uh, she was involved yeah she yeah, was definitely she obviously saw the day after jesus yeah definitely and uh trish rolling back the years with the the Oh. oh, was it the rock bottom type move? Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but it was uh, off on the a, announce table on the ladders. Exactly, and I mean, fully, you know, full back landing on the ladder as if it was a mat. And the, the oh man, the the I, to my to my shame, I thought oh, Trish Stratus, WWE Hall of Famer, she's here to sell tickets and you know and yeah. and tell Not a story. Really. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus. but fucking hell, she didn't have get you know. Oh, she got involved. She she she. Took some fucking insane bumps. I mean, full stop. Let alone, you know, given who she is, and you know, she don't need to be doing that. It's the whole Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? She could have. Yeah. But fucking. I think I enjoyed this one, this this match more than than the other in terms of. I think so. Yeah. I think I'd agree with you. Yeah. I think it was um more more innovative bumps, more kind of. uh, I think the pacing was brilliant on this. It just felt more like a kind of you know and and yeah, a real kind of like. Uh, exciting finish. The winner of the crowd rindu too. Oh yeah, and that was yeah. You deserve a chance and stuff. It was yeah. You know, pop at the end was massive when when she's that absolutely brilliant, cracking. Next up, Finn Balor is challenging Seth freaking Rollins for his WWE World Heavyweight Championship title. Balor enters first at two, uh, and it, it has to be said. I think you said it at the time, Jim. Very little heat at all. I mean, there none. was there was Absolutely just. None. 
nothing. Like didn't know one was bothered, and I was I was dead surprised. I thought he'd be, you know, thought I thought he'd be having much more impact than that, but nothing at all. Seth, on the other hand, had the crowd singing his theme song a cappella for what oh, fully went, three on, minutes. It? Yeah, like it went on. solid. It went on. <laughs> he seems standing on the apron just. You know, conducting the crowd as a as a conductor does an orchestra. For, for, I mean, genuinely, it must have been about three minutes yeah, after oh, yeah, they've been yeah. doing it, if, along with the theme tune for his slow walk to the ring. I mean, it was it was insane. I, I mean, in, incredible. Fair play to him. He's you know again, fucking hot. But Jesus, I mean, incredible. Yeah, it was. Uh, it did feel a bit dragged out, that didn't it? it this, did. this for me was like, because again, this follows all the yeah, you know, all, all the crazy spots from the the previous ladder match. That followed another ladder match earlier on the card. There was yeah. also the the mega high from the John yeah. Cena moment. So this for me was probably like I don't really remember much of it. It was no. just I didn't really care as much to be honest. I, I'm, I'm the same, and I think you know again it, the result was pretty predictable. Um, and not that it was a, it was a bad match, and and as you say, I think I think the just just a bit forgettable. You know, there wasn't much beyond Rollins having an injured, you know, having his midsection injured, uh, being previously injured by. But again, we'd seen that earlier in the card with old Gunter and yeah. original bro, Matt Riddle, aren't we? So it, again, yeah, totally with you. It was just a bit of a. And in fairness, you know, it was a, it was a it was a long old long old card, which is brilliant. But it was a you know it's to keep you know to keep the focus and keep the attention on stuff. You've got to be in a, in a as you say in a card full of spot fests like ladder matches and stuff. It's it's pretty difficult, and especially to do a kind of. Yeah, there's not a lot left for them to do, was there? Like you said, no. and, and obviously by this point, you just want to see you want to see the main event now, don't you? you know exactly. I mean? I'm not at all interested in who. Well, I know who's going to win it for start off, That's and then it's it, not. I'm not bothered. You're dead right, and, and sure enough, yeah, yeah. As you say, Rollins doesn't get the win and retains the gold despite uh, his injured midsection uh, being targeted throughout, but he's able to able to uh, to overcome it. The only bit that sort of added a bit of uh, spice, I guess, and an interest uh, towards the end was when the freshly crowned and self-styled senior money in the bank, Damien Priest, marched down to ringside, briefcase in hand. I mean, the crowd lost their shit here. He thought, fucking hell, I'm going to see something. He is, he's going to cash it in, he's going to cash it in. Uh, but then he just teased it and then just gets set up on a chair at ringside. And then just as Balor was looking like he was going to land the coup de gras, he stands up, which distracted Finn, his stable mate, for a bit. Uh, and that gave Rollins the chance to escape danger and then hit uh, Finn with the curb stomp. Um and then yeah, the the two the two Judgment Day stablemates, Balor and Priest, basically then argued <laughs> amongst themselves for a bit, uh, and that was that. But yeah, I think uh, for a for a heavyweight championship match, it was probably a bit of a yeah. It's not interesting no, at this point. No, the same can't be said, however, for our main event of the evening. The Bloodline Civil War, with the Usos taking on Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa in tag team action. The crowd were again absolutely white hot here, and you know, they uh, it, it started, it was a real slow pace this one, wasn't it? It started super kind of, you know, you could just, you either were just building and building and building to a real crescendo, um, and sure enough, I, <laughs> didn't they just? Uh, crowd, you know, they, they lost their shit once again when we got to, got to the finishes. Jey Uso pinned Roman Reigns after a low blow kick out, several super kicks from both Usos, and a superb looking Uso splash. And that is the first time Reigns has been pinned in over three and a half years. I mean, it's wow. incredible. Absolutely incredible. And what I mean, fucking great match this. What did you what did you make of it? Yeah, it was it was obviously again what you've been kind of looking forward to the most on the card. Um yeah. having seen a lot 
that evening. They obviously built, didn't they, really slowly to it? Um, what were we? It was by the end. It was about three and a half hours in the show when they put. It was still like you didn't. I don't, I don't know when he got. I, I, I didn't expect us all Roman Reigns to be getting pinned. No, nope, me neither. Not so all. that came as a surprise when they did it. But yeah, it was. Um, it, it was kind of slow burner, wasn't it? Then at the end, obviously, it was explosive. So it was. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, enjoyable, enjoyable. And it was. It was. You know, as I said, not seen a uh, a premium pay per view live in, in the UK for 20 odd years and, and seeing a, you know, a, a match like this with tons of false finishes um, and just that kind of, you know, real, you know, tip it out, which way is it going to go? Always thinking, our oh, Reigns ain't going to you know, lose him. They teased it in so well. I thought that was, that was cracking. Um, Excellent, yeah. It was really Excellent. good. And special mention, by the way, for Reigns' interaction with the crowd when they were just, you know, abusing him with all kinds of, you know, chants and stuff. And then the sort of uh, uh, inevitable, you know, the sort of, daft slightly embarrassing if you're english but stand up if you hate roman champ but he seen his reaction like <laughs> angrily trying to make individual fans in the crowd sit down yeah. <laughs> as if they really talk around and then when it didn't work he then sat down himself on the ring apron so as not to get caught in the chance trap i thought that was great really really good <laughs> um yeah the crowd hot as hell uh, and another special mention i just remembered the world <laughs> the world's roughest ref bomb <laughs> Oh fuck yeah! It was the bump so, of the night, wasn't it? it, was, it. Was. I think it was. It was rains, and I, th- I think it was one of these. I think Jimmy, but I might be wrong. Um, they're brawling, they're bumping to the ref, and he like is as he's getting knocked out of the ring. He's like he gets one leg like caught in between the rope and the brawling Oof. bodies. I know, and it just and you, it just heard his scream. <laughs> I mean, the crowd all went, oh god! It's like it just looked brutal. Just going out in the middle row. <laughs> Absolutely. Fair play to the blow for getting back up full stop. Absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, just what well, Mark you said, the right main event. This I thought just, just unbelievable, unbelievable. This was fucking to have people's attention at that kind of level and to to be that fucking you know engaging as you say, whatever it was, three and a half, three and three quarter hours into a into a you know busy night of entertainment. I thought it says it all. Really, it was it was just phenomenal and. And everyone stayed back, didn't they? After <laughs> them, the uh, people around us had had too much Hagen dance, but um, <laughs> they couldn't stop, <laughs> stop singing the song, could they? They were so sorry. They really couldn't. I mean, they were there for. I mean, you would be after that many e numbers in that that time frame, but they <laughs> they were there for a fucking ages singing the Uso song, telling us the Usos had been down since approximately day one, <laughs> roughly day one, <laughs> roughly day one, been down since <laughs> about day one. Yeah, could it could have been two or three? We can't be sure, but let's just let's just go. We don't want to we don't want to go with it and be proven wrong. Later. Well, that's it exactly. Building some, building some wiggle room. I'll have that in a t shirt. Yeah, roughly roughly day one. <laughs> So that was WWE Money in the Bank 2023 live. Let's find out what our ratings builders and ratings killers were. What would make us want to tune in or indeed turn up next time? And what turned us off quicker than an Ann Summers party hosted by Michael Cole? (laughs) What was your overall ratings builder, Jim? I'll go just for the sheer... um... Shock, the the fact that there's no way anything I could have forecast ahead of time. Um, John Cena's appearance, the the reaction that I got was insane. And like I said, I 
you know, was totally unexpected. So just that that kind of yeah, moments in itself was probably the best part of the show. Yeah, can't argue with that for a single second. That was, yeah, a proper full-blown YouTube-worthy pop. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> incredible, incredible. Uh, I'll go with... Um, Roman Reigns, I struggled to sort of get on board with him much, seeing him live and seeing him have the combo of, you know, being able to sort of make this match work and tell the story and look staggered and shocked and still do bits of comedy with the crowd and unreal athleticism, stuff like his Superman punch, which I've always been pretty down on. Gotta say, live looked fucking brilliant, you know what I mean? Like the athleticism on the bloke, I thought, I thought I was, I was surprised by how how impressive I thought the whole thing was. You can see why they've, you know, previously strapped the rocket to him, can't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I'd say this last strap the rocket to him has been the champion for yeah. five years. Yeah, correct. <laughs> a rocket fuel still. <laughs> yes. Still, still lots left, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, his engagement with the crowd and stuff like that was absolutely yeah. superb, wasn't it? His, his reactions yeah. and everything are always bang on. So yeah, he yeah. Is, he's fantastic. Spawn. I suppose we both mentioned it uh, throughout the thing as well. I think special mention is just for the crowd. The atmosphere was was fucking brilliant, and it made stuff mm. that might have otherwise not fallen flat, but just not hit the same heights. Um, uh, just fucking brilliant. Seeing seeing you know everyone just absolutely on a red as pro evil as pro evil would dictate. Um, <laughs> I would a special mention as well, just because like obviously we normally would do a couple, wouldn't we? But I special mention just. Just a quick one for uh, Logan Paul, who was who I was yeah. so impressed with. Yeah, compared what compared what I, obviously wasn't expected him to be totally garbage, but it, it was so far from it. When he, he was oh. brilliant, he was absolutely brilliant. Do you remember you said as well the fact he was not only like hanging with Ricochet, who we know to be you know an, an unbelievable athlete. An That's unbelievable his whole yeah, yeah. Does these amazing, exactly. incredible athletic feats, and and not only just to sort of just to hang with him and not get embarrassed, but to to absolutely pull off similar feats and, you know, the frog splash and stuff could, could have been could have been ricochet, you know what I mean? I think if you're a neutral or you, you didn't know who those guys were and you were told one's a YouTube star and one's a... <laughs> one's a, you know, lifelong professional. Exactly, wrestler. yeah. I, I, I don't think you'd go... It's definitely him by any stretch. I thought, no, I, I completely second that. I was, I, was a, I was probably the biggest shock of the night for me, in fairness, in terms of I was expecting to be able to come and slag the bloke off, but... Yeah. That's off to him. That's off to him. Brilliant. So over to the killers then. Did you did you have any? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was it was a really good show, wasn't it? There was there was, it the, was. I mean picking nets and stuff like that is uh this is what I'm doing here, but <laughs> as, as I do you enjoy should. that as we know. Um the only the, the, the one standout for me is mainly due to the kind of positioning on the card and everything that's been before it. It was it's probably the, the title match of Rollins and Ballet, which just I didn't really yeah. care, wasn't invested. And by the time it was done, I was like, yeah, not even by the time it was done, it was almost <laughs> as soon as it started. It was like, can we just get this over with and move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, like slight against them too. I just wasn't, nope. I just wasn't invested. Yeah, that uh, yeah, I can't disagree with that. I am, um, I struggled. Yeah, if I thought of that, that probably would have probably would have gone something like that. The only thing I could I could think was um, in the again I've said it umpteen times already but it uh, it was again something else you you said uh, live which was was very apparent you, you really had to suspend your disbelief with the money in the bank matches just because of the 
you know, seemingly eternal resting and hiding and waiting yeah, for you, was... waiting for your opportunity for your next spot that people who weren't involved in that bit had to do, which was actually, I think, less obvious in general in the women's one, I think, because I think they tended to be really knocked out by huge spots where you went, right, well, that's them done for the night, you know, whereas yeah. I think in, the, in the men's, not that there weren't some huge spots, but you, you expected them to sometimes get back up and then you're like oh is he oh he's been out for ages you know what i mean and i think there was that was uh, the opening thing that that probably just detracted a little bit but yeah no i agree with that because there was a lot of like shit shit like selling as well where someone would just be sat with the back against the barricade <laughs> yeah. like, with yeah. the arm on their head and yeah. then all of a sudden whoop they're up and they're 100 miles an hour and they're, yeah. Exactly. It was like one of them things, wasn't it? Like once, once you spotted it, you were just looking yeah, for it, then exactly. weren't you? Like you were looking for who's doing what and who's laying about exactly. and stuff like that. And, and, and I just think so. as well, it, would it not make more kind of sense if rather than as you say doing some shit selling they were actively like playing possum like hiding behind you know what i mean like it's okay to wait for your spot that's smart you know what i mean that's that's a that's yeah. a clever tactic especially if you're a heel do that you know great you want to be you do want to be avoiding getting you getting the shit kicked out of you maybe it's not so much if you're a, you're a face but you know what i mean like you could do a bit of that but yeah as you say just <laughs> having a rest <laughs> pretending yeah. to be after just getting taking a pretty minor bump especially early on you just think hang on a minute <laughs> yeah, no, that, that I can agree with that. It was, it was just quite difficult not to be drawn to that, I thought. Yeah, the... yeah, you're right. But nonetheless, I think it's totally fair to say an absolutely phenomenal event all, overall. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Well, what we usually do here is to find out what the ratings were to see whether the episode of Raw or Nitro had managed to get more viewers that week. So instead, we'll find out how many people were in attendance. Jim. Now, Michael Cole on comms announced that the number of fans in the arena, the sellout arena, was 18,885. That was a lie. So Jim, it was a lie. That Michael was a lie. Dis- dishonesty from Michael. Cole. Absolutely. Wow. So I'm gonna. No, I don't know what. You, you, rethink everything. Yeah, you, you really do. But I'm gonna put you on the spot and just see if you can guess what the actual number. So Cole said eighteen eight eight five. How many tickets were actually sold? How many actually? So Cole's saying on the cusp of nineteen k. He is eighteen eight eight five for Cole. Real number. I'm going to go real number. I've said it's presumably lower because he wouldn't lie about it being higher than what it was. That would be. He wouldn't bring the estimate down, would he? So that would be, that would be weird. I will say it must be lower. I will go 14k. Okay, 14k. Well, let's open the golden envelope to find out. Well, in true bullshit WWE attendance announcement tradition, you're absolutely right, Jim, it was lower. The real number was 17,617. <laughs> he inflated it by a thousand. He just inflated it by a sort of nonsensical, pitiful, pointless amount. Yes. Why? Don't know. Don't know. I don't understand. I don't know if it incorporates, I don't know, some kind of, you know, people who've, I don't know, booked on... Different platforms, I have no idea. 18, just yeah. I'm happy with 17,000. What should we change it to? 25 now. 18. How tall are you? Six foot. How tall are you, really? 
five foot ten. <laughs> okay, right. Why did you lie about that? I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. But anyway, in 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 good news. Moreover, in the post-show press conference, Chief Content Officer Triple H said that it was the highest-grossing arena event, i.e., non-stadium, so WrestleMania, etc., anything outdoors. Mm-hmm. In WWE history, anywhere on the planet. So maybe that will make them actually consider a UK mania. What do you reckon, Jim? Outside chance or as likely as lost Liam buying a Liverpool season ticket? (laughs) Maybe somewhere in between. Um, (laughs) Is that that based on the fact that, like, obviously, I presume they've played bigger arenas in America. I presume there's bigger arenas than... Yeah, there must be. Yeah. 14,000, sorry, the 17,000 <laughs> seat stadium, seat, seat arena or two. So does that imply that, you know, that they might do it on, on the grounds of they can rinse the UK fans with the inflated ex- That is exactly what I believe. Yep, absolutely right. I think they'll yeah, be between the uh, fleece ticket sales and uh, and insane merch. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I think there's a chance. I think there's a decent chance. There. Fantastic. That's great news. That's great news. Well, before we head off to start tracking down commemorative briefcase merchandise for £350 a pop <laughs> on eBay, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're at TMNScores. That's at TMNScores. Or follow us at The Monday Night Scores on Instagram. And if you agree, disagree with our review, if you were there and thought something different or thought we were bang on the money, do let us know and send all abuse to the nitpicker. And if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the Monday Night Scores wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I've got a special little uh, treat for you, uh, nitpicker, just to, because uh, I found you your Christmas present. You just oh, check, yeah. check your WhatsApp. Did a little bit of research. Let's have a look. <clears throat> Christmas this year. Just what you've always wanted. Oh, a commemorative briefcase. <laughs> I found it. You found it. It's there. For a, for a part. It's only. I was surprised it's at the only, amount. Well, it's out of stock, though, and it costs. Uh, yeah. You must have snapped them all up. Obviously. 1999. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a real briefcase, which I was surprised. I didn't think no, it'd open it. Yeah, it's got the photos. Yeah, yeah. You've got them. You can put your side. papers in there for you your could, business meetings. You can see, you could rock up at work with a money in the bank briefcase yeah. for your business meeting. You've got your sandwich, <laughs> all your papers. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. There you go. So. Brilliant. Track one down for you. Well, there you go. So tune in next time for the WrestleMania 12 special and keep your eyes on your feeds. No, not those ones, Hog Farmers. For our AEW All In Live from Wembley Stadium review later this summer. So thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, this has been the Monday Night Score. <laughs>